You're listening to Weekend Edition on Michigan Radio. Sometimes when you stop to think about a verb like batten, you can be struck by just how few objects it can take. That's what they say. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Kruth. Joining us now over Skype is University of Michigan English professor Anne Curzan. Good morning, Anne. Good morning. And this is a very good question. It's one that I've actually have thought about once or twice before. And it sounds like it came from one of your colleagues. It did. And I want to thank my colleague, Henry, who said to me that he'd been thinking about a word like batten and the fact that it seems like it can only pair with one thing. And he said, can batten be used with anything other than hatches? And I thought, well, that's a great question. My intuition is that it certainly pairs a lot of the time with hatches. Can you batten down anything other than hatches? No, I'm pretty sure hatches are the only thing I've ever battened down. And I think I've now said batten more times in a minute than I've probably (laughs) said it in the last year. But so let's start with going back in time to where this came from. The verb batten in batten down goes back to the noun batten, which dates to the 16th century and refers to a piece of narrow, thin wood that at first was used in building or carpentry. And by the 1700s, you see it in a nautical sense for a narrow strip of wood that could be nailed to mass or used to fasten the edges of tarp fixed over hatchways to keep out the water in bad weather. And right there, we see what it means to batten down the hatches. (laughs) to keep them from having water come in. The verb goes back to the 1600s, and at first it had the carpentry meaning of strengthen with battens. And by the 1800s, we get batten down in this nautical sense. At this point, with batten down, we can use it either transitively or intransitively. So transitively would mean that it has an object. And here it would mean to tie down or cover to prevent it from moving or becoming damaged. This is where we'll get batten the hatches or, for example, battening things down on a ship's deck. But we can also find it used intransitively, in other words, without an object. And here it means to prepare for possible hard circumstances or difficulty. And an example would be people are battening down in the face of an impending hurricane. Can you use it intransitively? Can you just batten down? I don't think I can. I mean, I would know immediately what someone meant if I heard them say that. But in that example that you just gave, I would say hunker down. I wouldn't even think Uh to say batten down. And let's hold on to that for a minute, because I think that meaning of hunker down is really important. Now, if we return to Henry's question of can you batten down anything other than hatches, people may have noticed that at one point I said someone was battening things down on a ship's deck. So you can batten things... I found a 2014 magazine article which talks about battening down our health hatches ahead of the flu season, clearly metaphorical there, about preparing for something that's going to be hard. But then here's an interesting one from 2012 in a blog post where you find this line, the point where you actually have to batten down and study for real. Now there, you have to batten down and study That, to me, also feels like hunker down. Or buckle down, something like that. Exactly. So either the kind of hunker down, stay in one place, which, as you said, feels like people getting ready for the hurricane, they're battening down, they're hunkering down, or to get serious. 
I got to contain this thing. I got to batten down and study. It looks like we're seeing some further expansion of batten down, which of course is interesting to me as a linguist. And I'd love to hear examples from our listeners about other ways they may use batten down. One person I talked to thinks that she can talk about battening down her spending. Okay, so like spending less, kind of reining it in. Reining it in, getting it under control, battening it down. I would love to hear if people have other examples. Well, if you do have examples, you can send those to language at michiganradio.org. And thanks so much. Have a good weekend. You too. Ann Curzan is a professor of English at the University of Michigan. We look at the evolution of language every Sunday here on Weekend Edition. If you can't always catch us on Sunday, you can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have a question about our ever-changing language, email us at language at michiganradio.org.